Happy Thanksgiving, live group leaders and hosts. For those of you who are meeting this week, let's jump into week 11, leader and host guide. We are looking at Galatians 2, 17 through 21. So our icebreaker question is very traditional. What are you most grateful for this holiday season? This question is a beautiful way to learn about how God has blessed each of us. It also allows us to show our gratitude to God. So be sure to praise him for these things in your prayer time this week. All right, so jump into a time of prayer and then to open up your session together and then read the passage. Galatians 2, chapter 2, 17 through 21. You are, of course, always welcome to ask what stood out to you in this section of scripture or from Sunday's sermon. And then after that, jump into some of the more focused questions. So number two is this. What truths do we learn about life and death in this passage? So this question allows your group to take a step back to consider how life and death are presented in this section of Paul's letter to the Galatians. In short, Paul shows us that we have death in the law and life in Christ. Diving deeper into this passage, we see the nuances of this truth develop more and more. The phrases about life and death are closely linked to Christ and the law. Identify the phrases in the passage or quotes from Nate's sermon that have to do with life and death. Here's a few to get you started in your discussion. In verse 19, when we die to the law, we live to Christ. Our life is to be lived to God, not to the law. Approaching God through the Spirit gives us life, and approaching God through the law brings us death. The believer's resurrection in Christ gives you new life, and the gospel sets us free to live in love response to God and not to perform according to the law. All right, verse 20, as Christians, we are crucified with Christ. So death to the law sets you free from bondage of the law. And this means we are changed. We are a new creation, according to 2 Corinthians 5.17, and Christ lives in us. Also in verse 20, our life is now lived by faith. We no longer have to live in the flesh, but we can live by faith in the Son of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. In verse 21, it describes how Christ's death had a purpose. And that purpose was to fulfill the law and extend eternal life and the grace of God to all mankind. So as you pick out the passages that describe life and death, you may touch on other aspects of the following discussion questions, and that's okay. Ultimately, it will be important to help your group deepen their understanding of both eternal life and death. Question three, when we are crucified with Christ, what role does the Holy Spirit have in our lives? The goal of this question is to discuss the role of the Holy Spirit in a believer's life. In so much of this passage, Paul talks about the difference between choosing either death or life, operating within the flesh or the spirit. Though not specifically mentioned by name in this portion of the text, the reality and necessity of the Holy Spirit are interwoven through the argument Paul makes here. When we are crucified with Christ, we are raised with him and sealed with the Holy Spirit. Paul recognizes this truth when he talks about living in any other way besides the flesh in this portion of Galatians. We can overpower our flesh and live in faith with the power of the Holy Spirit, which is deposited in our hearts when we put our faith in Christ. Pastor Nate in his sermon also shared that this truth about the Holy Spirit was one of the formative truths that he learned early in his walk with the Lord. Knowing more about the role the Holy Spirit has in our lives can help us live our life by faith and walk closer to our Savior. Here are some additional passages you could read about the role of the Holy Spirit if your group could benefit from exploring this topic further. Check out the printed leader guide for passages from John, Romans, 1 Corinthians, and Hebrews. Question four, what specific story or example from your life can you share about the Holy Spirit making a move in your life? 
purpose of this question is to talk about movements when the Holy Spirit came and moved in your life for the glory of God. This is where we not only want to talk on a theological level about the Holy Spirit, but we want to talk on a practical level about him too. There are testimonies that your group members have about how the Holy Spirit helped them make a decision, have a conversation, take a risk they may not have taken otherwise, and many other things. This story does not have to be long and involved, though some may have these kinds of reflections, but it can also be short and simple. The Holy Spirit works in both big and small ways to help believers follow the Lord. Question five. How can you tell when you are not living by faith in the Son of God? How do you get back on track? So the goal for this question is for your group to discuss the things that they notice about themselves when they're not operating in the power of the Holy Spirit, but in the desires of their own flesh. We can often tell when we have strayed from a life of faith and into a life of selfish pursuit. For some, they may begin to notice it when they become dissatisfied or discontent. Others may notice hostility in response to correction or towards others in general. Oftentimes, we're not quite as disciplined in our spiritual disciplines, like reading our Bible, praying, or going to church, etc., when we're not living by faith. Whatever the case, encourage your group to think carefully about the warning signs of self-dependence rather than spirit dependence. As for getting back on track, that's something that is certainly prompted and fueled by the Holy Spirit. While there may be actions that your group members take to be living in faith once again, remind your group that it's not about their performance. It's about how many, it's not about, it's not about how many hours we pray, how many chapters in the Bible we read, but it's really about cultivating again the precious relationship we have in Christ through the power of his death and resurrection. Remind your group that it is this power of the Holy Spirit that empowers and equips us to follow his word. Be prepared with your own answer that you can share to get things started and be sure to pray for these things in your prayer time. Our prayer application for this week is um, that we'd like for you to consider praying for the families of the children in foster care who are receiving the gifts from our church this year. Pray that they would sense God's love for them as they receive these Christmas gifts from our church members this year. If you are someone who gifts a foster child with their Christmas present this year, thank you so much for your generosity. Please also remember to pray for this child by name and for their family as well. Now our leader notes this session are about gratitude. So Leading from a place of gratitude is really powerful. It is evidence of our understanding of God's grace in our lives. We are humbled when we have a heart of thanksgiving, recognizing how Jesus has blessed us in so many ways. When we lead from this position, we set a beautiful example for all those around us, just as Christ sets his example for us. So I encourage you this Thanksgiving week to meditate on the blessings that God has given you. When you consider these things, you are reminded of the true reason we serve others, which is to lead them to Jesus. That looks different with each person in each situation, but by the Holy Spirit, we can spread his good news with this heart of Thanksgiving that we are called to embrace. All right, real quick, we have one leader host announcement about the end of the quarter. This is just an encouragement for you to think ahead to the final two weeks of your life group quarter. Are there any conversations you want to be sure to have with group members? Are there any activities you'd like to try and do together? Please connect with any co-leaders or hosts that you serve with to prepare well for the end of the quarter. And thank you so much for all you do. We're so grateful to partner with you in ministry to draw our church um, closer to the Lord to help 
everyone love him, grow in him, and share him um, so that we see Jesus famous. All right, happy Thanksgiving again, and we'll see you soon.